Hello, and welcome to CDCR Unlocked. This is the podcast of the California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation. My name is Chrissy Hohobashvili, and I am joined today by a name that will be very familiar to CDCR employees and uh, many of our partners and readers out in the community. I have in the studio the one and only Don Chaddock, Inside CDCR Editor. Um, Don, thank you for being here today. Can you tell us a little bit about your role at CDCR? Oh, sure. Thanks for having me. And uh, as she said, my name is Don Chaddock. I'm the editor for Inside CDCR. And a little bit about how long I've been here. I've been here for eight years. I came here after 25 years of doing hard time on that newspaper rock pile. So I worked in the newspaper industry for a quarter century before I came to the state of California. Um, Some of those years with me. Uh, yes, we both worked for the same parent company, um, different newspapers, and but we would see each other occasionally during the editors' meetings. Yep. Yeah, so I was a longtime newspaper editor, reporter, uh, photographer, you know, man of many hats when I was working in newspapers. And for those who may not be familiar and who definitely should get familiar with it, what is Inside CDCR? Inside CDCR is the online news blog of the Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation, and it is the, um, it's mainly geared for employees, but it's open to anyone. So anybody can read this, and it's a way for us to tell stories for our employees to instill um, pride in the workplace, the history of the workplace, and show our efforts in the community and toward rehabilitation. And you do a lot of original writing, but we also get a lot of submissions, correct? Yes. So we get submissions from the lieutenants at the various institutions. We get submissions from uh, the parole offices. We get submissions from uh, rehabilitation. And I edit those, make sure, and I rewrite a lot of them. Um, and crop and edit all the photos and get it all up and ready and accessible for the website. Awesome. So everything on Inside CDCR has great readership. Um, I see the numbers that you report, they just continue to go up. It's really amazing. Um, people are reading all of this, this um, great news about the department. But it feels like right off the bat when you started, although you can give us a little history of the history, but you got really into... Um, the history of the department. Can you talk a little bit about how um, Unlocking History got started? Okay, so let's say I started in uh, August of 2014, and I had just come off of producing a very big history magazine uh, at my previous job about the history of Folsom, about the, the town of Folsom. And I had this whole magazine that I had just I was really proud of it. I gave it to my boss to read. And so my boss, Bill Enfield, read it. And then afterwards he said, hey, um, would you mind doing something like this for the department? And I thought, well, sure, why not? I know a little bit of history from Folsom Prison since I was the editor of the Folsom Telegraph newspaper. And that's how that got started. Some of, some of the best projects start with, sure, why not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought it was a good way for me to get familiar with the department since I was new. And what better way than to start researching the history of the department? Where did you even get started? I got started with other employees 
here, who like Terry Thornton, who'd been here a long time, and she provided me information. Um, and I started with the old newspaper um, articles and at state archives. So let's get into it. You, so I have the, I have the benefit of um, receiving along with you emails from our staff and the public when they write in about Inside CDCR. Um, we get great story ideas, compliments, um, a lot of comments on the history and yes. a lot of follow-up questions on the history stories. Can you um, talk a little bit about the reader engagement with your history oh, pieces? Yes, we, we have so much coming in to us. And when it first started, um, we would get comments from staff saying how much they love the history pieces. This was, you know, eight years ago. And then as it went on, we started getting questions from staff and the public and down to uh, the Maritime Museum in San Francisco. Um, I, 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 Why? I, <laughs> I was researching the history of the prison ships that we had. So I was actually researching CDCR's um, maritime history. So I, I had contacted the museum, and when she found out who I was, because I was giving her my name and checking out, I was looking for the, uh, the Mariposa, the name of the ship that we had at CDCR at the time. And she, she was like, oh, you're the guy who writes all those. She goes, we, we printed that out and give it to people who are here, some of the history of San Quentin, because it's just right over there and some of the... So yeah, that it's it's been really interesting. I get people saying, "Hey, we found out we have a black sheep in the family and they were maybe incarcerated at San Quentin and we all we know is like their 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 name and and uh maybe their their age. Can you do you know anything about this and about the time frame they were in?" So I would research it and send it back to them. And usually because I'd already done the research, I just write a story on that particular person from 1906 or whenever. What are some of the most popular or most well-received history pieces? Like, if you were to recommend a few to to someone to to get started on on unlocking history, which ones would you recommend? I would say, now I didn't write this one. This is actually an unlocking history that I I revived from an old printed document, and it was done by Richard Nelson. He was the associate warden of San Quentin, the late. Associate Warden of San Quentin. He did pass away, but he had written a history of the inmate numbering system. Cool. Sounds very simple, right? Well, that one has turned out to be very popular, I think, because it is so simple. And it, it lists um, who the first inmate was, the incarcerated person, what they did, how where they were. They ended up on the first ship, and then they were transferred to the first state prison ship. Was there number one? Yes. <laughs> this is this wow. is number one. Wow. I believe his last name was Courier, and I think he was a cabinet maker. Wow. Of course you know that. <laughs> um, which one's your favorite, though? Do I even, you know what? It would have to be the Belfry murders. So that would be Durant... And he was a guy who killed two women, but one of the women he hid in the belfry of the church. And the other woman he had hid in a, in a closet of the church. Oh, my gosh. And it just terrified people at the time. And um, 
Durant, he is one of the reasons, if I remember correctly, he's one of the reasons we have film laws regarding the prison system is because of Durant, because his family was hoping to get him out of prison. So they brought in a film crew very early. This is like 1897, I do believe. They brought in a film crew with a a really (laughs) old-fashioned camera and shot pictures of him against the warden wanting that to happen. But he, the filmmaker had gone around the warden to the board of prison directors at the time, and they approved it. So now we have laws about what you can and cannot do in a prison for filming, and it all dates back to 1897. I would say one of one of my favorite things that I can't remember if it was something that you actually published or something that you told me about was um, comments from a, a warden or several wardens from decades ago talking about the importance of rehabilitation and how yes. how the department needed to move in that direction. And I just remember my mind was like just blown because that's what that's what we did. You know, that's what yeah. we still continue to do. They call back then, let's say the 1870s, there's a board of prison directors report from the 1870s that talks about um, they called it reform at the time instead of rehabilitation. It was reform or reformation. And they I wrote this down because it's kind of funny. It's they emphasize the healthy occupation of the mind and body under a education and labor heading in there to talk about how important it was to basically rehabilitate um, the, uh, they call them convicts at the time, to rehabilitate them so that when they got out, they were better citizens than when they went in. Yeah. Sounds familiar. It does. So, (laughs) So rehabilitation is nothing new. It's always been part of our mission. We've just tried to accomplish it in different ways throughout the last 150 years or so. Um, do you mind sharing, you know, because I know you personally as well as professionally, do you mind sharing um, how important history is in your your personal life too? Because I know that's huge for you. Even your house is historic. Yes. I, <laughs> I love history. And it all goes back to when I was in high school and I had a, a, a history teacher there who acted out scenes from history up in front of us and he kind of brought it to life. And I went to a very large high school. My graduating class was almost a thousand kids. And this teacher took an interest in me. And that sparked my love of history. So ever since then, I have uh, really been interested in in it from the Civil War to um, World War II to my family history going, my family's been here since Jamestown, since the founding of Jamestown. My family's been here. So uh, we can trace our family history all the way from the East Coast, Jamestown, all the way to the West Coast. And the whole migration, my family tracks along with that. So it's really interesting history personally and um, here at the department. Yeah, definitely. So if people um, at the institutions, headquarters, if they have story ideas, what is the proper way to get them to you? <laughs> the best way to get them to me is just email me. So I'm in Global. They can find me there. And it's always send us the who, what, when, where, why, and how if you're trying to submit me a story. If you're trying to submit an idea for a history piece, just shoot me an email. Say, hey, do you know about this? And, you know, if it's if I have time and I'm able to squeeze it in and do a little research on it, then, yeah, you could see it as a future unlocking history piece. 
All right. Um, last question. Why is this work important to you? I believe we learn from the history that we've had. Do you remember when a, a certain pandemic broke out? Yeah. What I said to you, <laughs> you in did. the office, yep. right? We were right here. We were just getting ready to be you start lockdown, quarantining, and all of that. And I said to you, the department dealt with this in 1918, and the doctor at the time wrote a report about it and about the steps that were taken to mitigate the spread. And we should really look at that. Yep. That's what I said, because we can learn from the past if we just pay attention to it. Definitely. Definitely. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to be here today, but also for your really important work. I think that people um, probably don't realize that you are a team of one Yes. <laughs> on Inside CDCR with a few of us who try to help out every once in a while. But um, the it's not just the history work, although that's the the, the focus of this episode, but um, the, the work that you do really impacts the morale of our staff and really helps people outside of our department understand why we do what we do um, and that we're not the stereotypes from, you know, movies and TV. So just thank you so much for what you do. I know you work really hard and you're very passionate about it. I am, and thank you. And yes, coming from a law enforcement background with my family, right? it is important. My grandfather was a deputy sheriff in Kansas, and my father was a, a police officer until he retired after 30 years. So I, um, I grew up with law enforcement and learning about what my family did and the important, how important it was to public safety. Definitely. And if people want to read Inside CDCR, it is cdcr.ca.gov slash Inside CDCR. <laughs> oh, we did that perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for this episode of CDCR Unlocked. This is the podcast of the California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation. You can find us at cdcr.ca.gov or anywhere where you get your podcasts. Thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you next time.